And welcome once again to The Real Money Show. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Lots of stuff to cover before we even start our, our first chat. I will start with this. Um, special on now, you go to the website. In fact, go to getyourfreegold.ca. Check this out. Receive a one gram gold maple leaf coin for every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account. If you don't know what the RSP accounts are all about, we can help you once again. There's another seminar coming up. It was so popular the first time. The fellas are doing it again. It is Wednesday, November uh, November 4th from 7 to 9 p.m. Again, it'll be at the Quest Trade head office at Young and Finch. Uh, RSP TFSA seminar gets you all educated on how you can use your room and both of those and others to start investing in uh, in precious metals. Plus, um, sooner, Saturday, October uh, October 24th, rather, there's a natural fancy colored diamond seminar. This I mentioned last week will be the Supreme Luxury Event Venue from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's in Vaughan. And the number for that is 1-866-274-9570. Both those you should be checking out for sure. Let's let's start with uh, with diamonds, Paul. Now, you wore, uh, just got back, as a matter of fact, from the diamond tender in the most excellent New York City. Absolutely. Uh, I went to the Argyle tender. It was in New York. Um, I try to attend every year, and uh, we have so done so for the last few years. Um, very excited about what they were showing. Um, they had actual fact... Uh, this year, four red diamonds wow. that were on uh, display to bid on. It's a silent bid. It's a silent tender. Okay. You you put in uh, what you think you should pay for the diamond. Every year, the product seems to go up between 30 to 40%. We bid more than we did the following year, uh, previous years, I should say. And uh, But the quality of stones this year was really, really good. There was close to 60 stones. Out of the stones, you know, there's a very, very small percentage of VS quality. Now, VS quality means very slightly included, about 10, 11 diamonds. Um, We only sell VS pink diamonds at Guildhall because we think and we know that this is actually the best investment and the best return on your investment by buying a VS quality. This tender has been going for 30 years. So if you look at a 30-year tender, and approximately every year 50 to 60 stones go into this tender, only 10 or 11 are of VS quality. So over the last 30 years, there's only been 300 VS quality diamonds in their tenders. Now, these are scattered around the world. This tender always starts off in Perth, Australia, because Rio Tinto, the Argyle mine, is in Western Australia, their head office. It then goes to Hong Kong. Um, and it does go occasionally to New York every two, three years, as well as last year they showed in London uh, their collection. Uh, I was impressed with about six stones in the VS quality uh, range that we have put uh, an offer into for these diamonds. Uh, I am really, really excited. I mean, the diamonds, uh, the colors were just exquisite. Um, You know, ranging from... You know, a small 0.31, but on, on the category range, it's a 2P, which is like an incredible, incredible, right. incredible. They're, they're actually berry colors uh, rather than light bubblegum colors. These are strong berry colors, especially the purposely pinks. Um, you know, I've looked at a 0.59 and a couple of 0.75s, a couple of 0.50s, and I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that we win 
you know, three or four days. Well, you don't know yet. We won't know till October the 20th. Wow, exciting. Yeah, it's a, it's a blind auction, okay. so or silent auction. You bid as much as you can to try to, to, try to win, and you, you do the best you can in the sense that sometimes we bid very strong and didn't get anything. Sometimes we bid uh, pretty strong, and we were lucky enough to get something. So you just you bid with what you think that you're, you're willing to, to pay for that, and, uh, and obvi- every year it's more than you paid last year, so you start with that, and then you hope that you get something. We did put out, uh, we have uh, created a report for anyone interested in learning more about the Argyle tender so you can understand the significance of the Argyle tender. You probably hear us talk about it a lot on the show, and it does have a lot of significance, whether it's its historical impact or its impact on investors. And every year, the tender will have a bit of a focus. This year, they have focused on their hero diamonds, which happen to be uh, red or close to red. Last year, we saw a few more blue diamonds that the that the mm-hmm. mine was able to um to dig and uh so this year we're seeing a lot more strong colors and so the report is focused on those strong colors you can go to uh you can either just email us uh directly at info at guildhallwealth.com or you can just go on to the diamond site and uh, just give us your your name basic info and we'll get that report off to you or if you subscribe to the precious metal advisor then we can we can get it to you that way as well so and this that, is that's a great... right your wheelhouse is is color that's number well, 1 for the, you the, right the diamonds the four red diamonds that they have which is really interesting because they're all SI1 and SI2 which means there's inclusions in the stones they reckon that they're going to go for around about $2.3 million a carat U.S. Now, 30 years ago, you could have bought a one-carat red for around about $30,000. So now you're looking at the rarity. I mean, there's only four stones that they've put in this tender, and it's $2.3 million a carat. I mean, it's crazy, and that's U.S. So in Canadian, we're over $3 million. It's hard to sell that type of stone in this in, in Canada. Mm-hmm. I've got to be very, very honest. There is not that many collectors that will go for that type of price. You know, we do have a lot of collectors that love Argyle pinks and love pinks and love yellows, um, but they're not in the range of spending $3 million, $4 million, $5 million on a diamond. And the same that's going into to auctions at Sotheby's and Christie's right now. You know, there's stones that are 18 carat, 20 carat, 30 carat that are going into auction that people have held for some time. They've been handed down um, as heirlooms. Um, The diamond, the red diamond that we sometimes talk about at the seminars, Jeremy, what is that diamond, the family that owned the red diamond? that first put it into auction? Uh, Hancock was the Uh, name. They bought it in the 50s, paid, I believe, something like 13,000, give or take. Which back then, I guess, was... uh, Which was probably equivalent to spending about 80,000 today. Or not today, in in the 80s, it would have been considered spending a little under 100,000. The diamond ended up selling, they thought it would get, I think, 120, and it got 889,000. This was a red... So, God. you know, the reds are so rare. I mean, they're incredibly rare. And then we get into things like purposely pinks that are almost close mm-hmm. to reds. But the Argyle mine has been going, you know, close for 30 years now. It's uh, going to probably close in 2018 to 2020, they said. It's owned by Rio Tinto. And it's all about money, the cost of investment with people like this. 
Um, the diamonds, when they first were starting to mine, it was picking the low fruit from the trees. For sure. Today, and the diamonds are a little larger. Today, they've got to dig deep, deeper. The cost of production has gone through the roof, and the stones are getting smaller and smaller. So, you know, it's a limited time before this mine closes. And it's going to be like anything else when a great artist can only paint so many pictures in his lifetime, dies, what happens to the art, the price of the art after Skyrockets. that, after that mm-hmm. artist passes away? Well, we, we, thought, we thought the prices were crazy several years ago. And now you just... It's interesting in the sense that you know that the, the prices seem insane, but you're more comfortable with the insanity because you know what happens to those diamonds as as you hold on to them. And and I think having a diamond, that's it's security. It's all about having something that is not going to fluctuate wildly, that your your equity is going to continue to build in that. And so we see a lot of people who, you know, want to put something away for the family. You know, they've worked their entire lives. They want to add to that net worth where if they give it to their kids or their grandkids or their great, great grandkids, that it's going to not only be still worth something, it's going to be worth a lot more. And that's why a lot of people will buy a natural fancy color diamond simply because when you're buying rarity, you're buying quality, it's going to cost something and it's always going to be valuable. So it's something that, again, just gives people a lot of comfort when they when they own one. It's not a liquid market, so it's not something that's a fast-trading type of commodity. It's a, a commodity like like rare wines, rare art, colored diamonds, hold their value, continue to build value, and it's something that you just put away towards your own net worth or your family's net worth, and it just continues to build. And but that's you why you see these these auctions come out every so often where this massive diamond comes out of hiding and, and goes for... Records, but you don't have to be in the stratosphere to make money. You can start with yellows, right? You got you can tons start with of yellows, yellows, but right? I mean, even on our website, I mean, you can get into an argyle pink. It's not from the tender, mm-hmm. but it's as good as the tender stone. It's from the same mine. It's in, in most cases, it's the same color zone and it's the same clarity or better clarity than what's being offered. Um, we're seeing, you know, an average of between thirty to thirty-five percent increases on pink diamonds. We're members of the Fancy Color Research Foundation. This is an organi- organization that promotes natural fancy colored diamonds. You have the biggest manufacturers that belong to this, some of the biggest names in the diamond business. And their last report said that natural fancy colored diamonds, especially pinks, in the last 10 years have gone up an average of 360%. So we're kind of spot on when we say pinks are going up between 30 to 35%. When you know, when, while I was at the tender, I was with one of our suppliers that we have a very, very close relationship and partnership with, and they are so knowledgeable when it comes to picking and choosing natural fancy color diamonds. I have a pretty good eye, and you know, we chose seven diamonds, um, and we discounted a few, even though they're from the Argyle tender. We discounted a few diamonds. Because, you know, you look at a diamond and it may have a brown tinge. It could have an orange tinge. Those are orangey pinks, brownish pinks. So I stay away from those. Some of the diamonds, we're looking at the top, the table of the diamond, the depth of the diamond, which means the diamond has is a nice diamond, but it's narrow, though it's carroty, it's, it's weighty. That's not the type of investment diamond that I want to put my money into or my client's money into. 
We're very excited about putting in the Tendo. We hope to win a few stones, three or four, I hope. Uh, we have a couple of clients that are already interested. And this is one of the best investments. You may not have $100,000, $200,000, $300,000 to put in a stone. You can start off in yellows, as John mentioned earlier. You can get into a fancy, over a carat, internally flawless yellow, incredible stones, and they're increasing in value 6 to 12% every year. For you know, Last year we were selling them for $10,000, $11,000. Now they're $13,000, This has also got to do with the Canadian currency. We buy in U.S. If you bought a diamond last year, if you spent $100,000, you've already made $30,000 on your currency. Nice. Um, which and, is and, really, you know... Key. And this is, this is something that's stopping a lot of Canadians from making investments. We see it in gold and silver. We see it uh, not so much in diamonds. And we want to talk about this in the next segment because we want to show why that's exactly why you should be looking at these investments. So right. we'll talk about that, this, the upcoming seminar on the diamonds. We also want to get to this uh, massive auction that's happening in the colored diamonds and, and gold and silver, of course, to come. Lots to get to. Uh, in the meantime, here's the number to start investing, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com or guildhalldiamonds.com. Jeremy touched on the seminar. It is the Natural Fancy Colored Diamonds Seminar. The date is the 24th uh, this month. That's a Saturday. It'll be the Supreme Luxury Event Venue, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. in Vaughan. It's one eight six six two seven four ninety five seventy. And in looking ahead a couple weeks after that, on Wednesday, November 4th, 7 to 9, 9 p.m. at the Quest Trade head office of Young and Finch. Back for uh, a second round, uh, an education seminar on RSPs and TFSAs as well for silver and gold. More of The Real Money Show coming up right here, Talk Radio, AM 640. And back into The Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. couple seminars you should be aware of and signing up for. First is the Natural Fancy Color Diamond Seminar, Saturday, October 24th, Supreme Luxury Event Venue. That's up in Vaughan from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on that Saturday. one 274 9570 Learn all about diamonds, which we're going to touch on here in a moment. And then on November 4th, that is a Wednesday, Young and Finch, the Quest Trade Head Office. Your RRSP TFSA education will continue with that seminar about silver and gold and how you can use those to invest in those precious metals. That's from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., same number, one 274 9570 Jeremy, talk to me. Tell me about, uh, well, what we're going to learn with that seminar, first of all, the diamond. So uh, in, in the past, what we've talked about is just why it's such a great investment. Yeah. I think this time around, we've had a lot of... Um, a lot of input, a lot of feedback, and we're really going to get into the numbers, what it takes to actually purchase a diamond, what kind of returns we've seen on, on colored diamonds from clients. Um, one of the things, because we will help clients resell the diamonds, we're constantly keeping up on what the new valuations are. So we're going to show exactly what the, the new valuations are on a cross-section of diamonds that we've had over the years. And so I think it's going to be a really good way for anyone who's interested in, in even just thinking about maybe pursuing a different route. Maybe if you feel like you're not getting the maximum benefit out of stock portfolios or, you know, uh, conservative investments aren't really giving you what you like, or maybe you're a little fearful of the real estate market right now open up a little bit to some other ideas, and this is just going to be one of those ideas. 
going to be catered very nicely. It's a great, uh, great venue. We've been we've been there before. Always had a, a great time. So we're looking forward to that. And you can give the information on that. And then we got to talk about this auction. Yeah. Again, that seminar is happening Saturday, October twenty fourth, eleven a.m. to one p.m. Supreme Luxury Event Venue. That's up in Vaughan. And one eight six six two seven four ninety five seventy auction. What's this all about? Okay, so there's an auction that's going to be happening at Christie's, and uh, we all have the opportunity to that's bid. It's not the bakery, is it? No, okay. we all have an opportunity to bid on a seventy five point five six carat fancy vivid yellow. Diamond. A little one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, quite the engagement ring. Um, although I think they put it in rings just for tax purposes, yeah. to be honest, no one's actually wearing that. Uh, they're expecting to get between three to four million dollars. This could potentially be, we've seen this over and over again, one in a long line of diamonds in the last five, six years that continue to break records. If it goes for $4 million, it'll be approximately $60,000 a carat, which will definitely raise not only the profile of vivid yellow diamonds across the board, but it will certainly trickle down into the market to raise prices overall, which we see happening but year that, over year. That's U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. And when you put a, a diamond into an auction house, there's another 15% commission that's paid on top of that, plus the sales taxes. So, you know, when you're looking at 60,000, that's going to be 70, you know, 70,000 U.S., that's 100,000 Canadian a carat. Wow. That's what, you know, there's expected for this diamond. And the reason they're fetching these prices and they're getting these prices is the people that have been in the stock market, especially the players on Wall Street, uh, people that are terrified they're coming from other countries where they've seen their currency completely devalued. They're looking for a hard asset that they can hold on to for 15, 20 years because everything comes back again. Even if it gets smashed down, it gets rejuvenated. Something that they can put in a safe deposit box or somewhere safe can bring out. um, It's an insurable asset as well. You can't insure a stock, but you can insure a natural fancy colored diamond. But it's happening in auction houses whether the wealthy and the smart are buying art, antiques, and buying product like natural fancy colored diamonds and one of the things that you look at is in natural fancy colored diamonds even though we're talking about a 75 carat yellow this is not in everybody's pocketbook and we understand that you know that's why we sell diamonds you know for 20 dollars all week long because that's in everybody's wheelhouse that's something they can afford they can buy one they test the market. You know, we most of our clients start off with one diamond, and when they see the increase of that diamond, they tend to buy more. And what be, happens, instead of becoming an investor, they become a collector. Right. Not only are you having fun, you're buying something that's going to increase in value. And this happens a lot where we see people owning more than one stone because they see that they spent 25000 It's now worth... 50,000 after five, six years if they bought the right stone, and it keeps on going up and up and up. So auction prices are important to the diamond business because it tells us what's happening out there, who's buying the product, and 
where people are terrified again of fiat currencies collapsing, people not getting returns in the stock market. We've had some a few corrections in the stock market. Everybody ran, you know, for the hills. China, you know, devalued their yuan. You know, they've had some problems with the stock market. People need to take their money out of countries and they want to put it into something that is portable wealth. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Want to talk about currency uh, very shortly, Jeremy, but another auction you have there in paper too. Yeah, if you think a... I um, think Blue Jay tickets are a currency, right? Yeah, yeah right. pretty much. Um, if you think a 75-carat vivid yellow could potentially go for $4 million is, uh, is is not quite what you were looking for. The uh, Blue Moon Diamond, which is an absolutely gorgeous diamond, you can see videos of it online. We'll post some stuff on our, on our Twitter. It's a historical diamond? It's a historical okay. diamond. Um, it's going up for auction in November, and uh, they're estimating between 35 and $55 million. They take and, debit? And that's what... That's <laughs> what uh, chip card... That's what happens uh, when you move from a, a vivid yellow up into a blue diamond. Well, that's the, the difference with the blue as well. I mean, going into auction, for every one blue diamond that goes into auction, how many Picassos are 112. there? 112. Come on. Picassos. That tells you how rare the blue diamonds are. You know, then we get into red diamonds that, you know, are becoming crazy uh, in, in price. So this is an exciting time. Um, go to our website, guildhalldiamonds.com. Look at the collection. We have more internally flawless yellow diamonds, I think, than anybody up in the world up on our website. We have Argyle Pinks, VS Quality, on our website. We show our prices. We are the only company that puts prices up on their website. We have nothing to hide. We are completely transparent. Every diamond comes with a GIA, which is a Gemology Institute of America certification of that stone. That is the passport. That is... The integrity of that stone tells you everything about the stone, the color, the size, the dimensions. If there is an inclusion, it will show you and map out where that inclusion is on the diamond. It will give you a report number. It's legitimate. We are a Canadian company. We're a family business. We are in the business of selling diamonds, and we're in the business of making people money in the diamond business, especially in natural fancy color diamonds. A lot more in-depth uh, when the radio's not on. You can do so and get some of that with the Natural Fancy Color Diamond Seminar. Again, Saturday, October 24th, Supreme Luxury Event Venue. That's going to be up in Vaughan, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., so it's quick and informative, one 274 9570 Jeremy, let's talk about exchange. Yeah, a lot of people will sometimes be intimidated by the current exchange rates, to, and it will stop them from making purchases at the end of the day, one of the biggest reasons to own a hard asset is to hedge against declining currencies. It's one of our fundamentals here at The Real Money Show, that how are you going to hedge yourself against a declining currency? The first thing is, a lot of people, you, just think about it for a moment. What's the value of a dollar? How do you know what a dollar's worth? Mm. Except that it costs more to buy things. Groceries, gas, even though oil prices have dropped, uh, going to the movies, Bottle of water, Jay's tickets are a little different. Um, but at the end of the day, all you get a feel of is that prices are rising. And what the government's using to tell us what that value is, is like trying to figure out how much you weigh with a measuring tape. Just not quite there. But if you look at gold and silver, for instance, and you look at their historical values of what they historically have purchased, you can get a sense of what the currency is actually worth. 
Now, if you held gold or silver in the last eight, nine months, you've defended yourself. If you were, if you were in Russia, you've defended yourself against the, the falling ruble. It's moved up a little bit. Um, Brazilian dollar. Since last year, the Canadian dollar's lost, give or take, over 20% of its value against the U.S. dollar. And holding physical metals would have, would have hedged that. Now, we've also seen that, that silver is up uh, so far this year, uh, year to date. And we see this time and time again, that gold and silver hedge against falling currency values. The last time silver went to $50, we moved to par against the U.S. dollar. And right now, it's going to cost you almost $24 Canadian to purchase silver and if we were to go back to $50 and even if we were to come down to par, you, you've still doubled your money in that, in that sense. So it is a hedge against inflation. It's a hedge against dollar devaluations. And same thing with natural fancy colored diamonds. One of the best ways to own it is to you purchase it and it will hedge against falling currencies. If you purchased a diamond three, four years ago and you had the conversion from Canadian to U.S. and now the Canadian dollar's fallen against the U.S., you've actually gained more in that value as a result. This begs the question of where we're heading. What do you see in the gold and silver market? And if it has protected you, what is it likely to do in the near future? And in the next segment, let's talk about an article that came out written by a man named Stefan Gleason on Gold Seat called Don't Be Fooled, A Stealth Bull Market in Gold and Silver is Underway. And this article came out on Wednesday, October the 7th. So let's get to that in the next segment. We'll take a quick break. Like Darren said, in the meantime, a couple of things you should be uh, made aware of. Natural Fancy Colored Diamond Seminar that is happening on the 24th of this month. That is a Saturday Supreme Luxury Event Venue. It is 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. in Vaughan. The number 1-866-274-957. And a little far off in the future, November 4th, that'll be a Wednesday, uh, round two with the Quest Trade Young and, uh, Young and Finch Seminar. That's for precious metals, how you can use your RRSP, TFSA, and other funds. That's from 7 to 9 p.m. And one more thing that Jeremy just handed me as well. Receive a one gram of gold maple leaf coin for every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account. Lots of stuff going on. More details, very simple. Go to guildhallwealth.com or guildhalldiamonds.com and catch up on everything. Real Money Show continues. Talk radio, AM 640. Back with more of The Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver A couple things you should be made aware of, things you can attend, Ashley. And the first one's a natural fancy color diamond, uh, diamond seminar. Saturday, October 24th, the place is the Supreme Luxury Event Venue. The number is one 274 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. in Vaughan. And then on November 4th at the Quest Trade Head Office, that's a Young and Finch. This will be the second time around the guys have done this. Very popular. And a seminar on RSPs and TFSAs for using silver and gold. In that capacity, that is from 7 p.m to 9 p.m. There is also a special on now. Don't like to use the word special. It's just a fantastic thing you should take advantage of, and that is receiving a one gram gold maple leaf coin for every $5,000 U.S. invested in RSB account. You guys are also all over social media uh, as well, Darren. We're talking about um, guildhallwealth.com, guildhalldiamonds.com, SoundCloud, iTunes. You can stream old shows and catch up that way. I need a respirator. Let's talk about that article, shall we? It is a good thing to get in touch with Guild Hall through all of those different medias. And I'll tell you, we have a lot of fun with social media. And, of course, anybody that wants to get on there, like you said, Facebook, iTunes, 
We have LinkedIn. We're on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I mean, we have it all there, so it's definitely available to the public. Now, the article that we were talking about before the break, it's called Don't Be Fooled, A Stealth Bull Market in Gold and Silver is Underway. It made its way through uh, all of the different uh, venues for research this week, and it came up multiple times on my desktop, so I thought it would be important to bring it in. It's by a man named Stefan Gleason. This particular one I'm pulling here was published on GoldSeek on Wednesday. And he says, and I quote, what gold and silver investors want to know above all is when the bull market will resume. In a very real sense, it already has resumed. Futures markets prices aside, evidence abounds that a raging bull market in physical precious metals is now underway. End quote. And if I go back to just two shows ago where we started talking about the various delays that the mints are having and what is going on with the various mints around the world in terms of their silver shortages, this is an extension of that. And if I am to compare it with what we have already been through, remember Guildhall's been open since 2002, so we have seen these markets uh, jump ahead at various points. And in fact, four occasions we've seen peaks uh, be be take the prices of silver and gold as high as uh, $49 and change in silver and $1,900 and change in gold. And so this is a similar situation that we're seeing to back then. I will take us back to 2008 for a moment. I remember doing the show the very first couple of times Paul and I did the show and we talked about there being a supply crunch right away off the very first show. And we talked about the possibility that going forward, premiums for physical bullion would go higher and higher. And sure as heck, they did. Jeremy's pointed out numerous occasions, remembering back to that period, 2008 was a point at which the price of silver rallied from $9 all the way to $21 by spring. And then it went back down to $8.50 when the rest of the world crashed along with the world economic collapse. So when that recession took hold, of course, people were not willing to get rid of their silver or allow it to be bought at what the paper market was saying the actual price should be. And of course, premium skyrocketed where the paper price of silver actually hit intraday lows of around $8 and change nine dollars the actual physical price at that point in time for let's just say a very popular item like a silver maple leaf coin was closer to 16 17 dollars us and so that was a time when we were seeing certain similarities to what we're seeing right now and what this article is basically saying is that in the third quarter which ended september the 30th coin demand went through the roof mints literally couldn't keep up with the demand and the very dysfunctional u.s mint they rationed deliveries of silver eagles as did the australian mint and as did the canadian mint and they have been failing to fulfill their mandate under law of keeping the market supplied so even uh, though investors bought up a record 18.59 million ounces worth of silver eagle gold coins in the past four months they're still failing to catch up so this is a sign of things to come and of course at these low prices if you have buyers in the market and they're getting aggressive with physical bullion, it stands to reason that you have no idea what will happen when the herd mentality kicks in when the price of silver is 20, 22, 25, 30, 35, 50 dollars an ounce. And, and you got to remember when we were talking with um, David Morgan, he was talking about the fact that, and we've said this before, that anyone who's purchased silver or gold for that matter in the last two, two and a half years are not sellers. They're in strong hands. They've purchased it at around these levels. Sometimes someone will say, oh, is this a good level to buy? And if you look at a chart over the last couple of years, you're looking at a market that's pretty much been bottoming for, the, for that amount of time. 
it's a range. You're looking at silver somewhere between 17 to 14. This is a $3 range you're looking at in terms of is it the right time to make a purchase? But anyone who's purchased in the last few years is definite are definitely strong hands. Anyone who purchased at uh, at higher levels who has yet to sell are probably going to wait for the market to rebound. And when you see supply crunches like this, you know it could happen at any time. You just don't know when. And so anyone who's purchased, they're strong hands. They're going to wait till the prices are much, much higher. And believe me, we've tried. <laughs> we've begged clients to sell us back their silver maples because we know we've got clients who want them. The thing is as well, I mean, we're back ordered on silver products, whether it's one ounce silver maple leaves, whether it's 10 ounce uh, bars of silver, 100 ounce bars. I've got tens of thousands of ounces on order with the largest wholesaler of silver and gold in the US. They are worldwide. Um, and this week I got a real delivery, 25 100 ounce bars and 50 10 ounce bars. It doesn't even make a dent in what I've got on order. Yet we've been fulfilling orders to our clients from inventory that we pre-purchased. Um, but we're you know, getting to the bottom of the barrel, and I'm hoping that uh, the Royal Mint can start delivering product. And the strangest thing is uh, the company that we deal with is in the States. The U.S. Mint doesn't ship to our location uh, in Mississauga, where we have Canadian a depository, men, yeah. Canadian men doesn't ship. They ship to the states, and then it has to come from the states back into Canada. Uh, it's, it's logistics. It doesn't make any sense. But yesterday, I got a phone call from one of our other suppliers. They had 40 100-ounce spare bars. Would I buy it? I snapped it up. I mean, I couldn't take it quick enough. I couldn't put my money in quick enough <laughs> to get it sent to me. There is no product out there. So what does that tell you? Paper prices are meaningless. Last week, we had an increase in silver from around about 1450 Yesterday, the price hit 1610 uh, As we're taping this show Thursday afternoon, we're at 1580 So came off 20 $0.30, cents, which is expected when you have four consistent days of price improvement. We feel that silver and gold is going to move up very, very rapidly. I expect to see increases of two and three dollars a day and we're going to say where did that come from because what's being traded is paper there is a premium right now on silver eagles of around about four dollars and sixty cents that's four dollars and sixty cents over spot price of 1580 that gives you twenty dollars silver but but the i mean premiums aside and no one should be scared of premiums if you're a canadian investor able to purchase 100-ounce bars of silver for under $25 an ounce Canadian. That's cheap. It's super cheap. Think about what you can buy for $25. Think about where the market is. And when you start thinking about the debts that have been put out there, um, the decline in currencies, how much money is being printed, you know, there's articles on confiscation of cash and all of these type of things, you realize, yeah, this is a super cheap commodity, even at $25 an ounce. It's just a question of, are you going to get your hands on it? We're we're very tight. We if we don't have the product available, we we will not sell it. And at the end of the day, we're able to continue to fill orders at this point. The market is a little tight for us. If if it's on our website, we can deliver that product. All you have to do is pick up the phone. We'll give you a quote, and we'll get you that product immediately. So it's a very straightforward market. You're purchasing a hard asset. You're putting that hard asset into someplace secure, and you're securing your hard-earned dollar. Riddle me this, Jeremy. 
you guys goes directly to physical when I buy from you. Say I have some of this paper silver and I say, I want the physical stuff instead. So I take my paper. How do I get physical? Can I get physical? I got to wait a year? Well, you know what? That's a, that's a great question because one of my biggest concerns with something like a certificate, right. which is clearly an IOU in a market that is clearly short on precious metals. Now, I've heard stories in the past that people have gone to get that issued, that physical product for, for that IOU, and it was like being in a Kafka novel. They just It was just nothing but red tape over and over again. And, you know, but that's the banks. They're, they're very large institutions. There's a lot of inertia that happens. With Guildhall, we don't have that problem because you're buying the physical product. Now take the depository, for instance. You've purchased the product. We gave you a delivery receipt for that product. We gave you the inventory report for the serial numbers of the bars that you've purchased. You've had the option or you've taken us up on that option to actually come and personally audit your product. You decide tomorrow that you want to take delivery of that product. There's no extra premiums. You already own the product. Yeah, there's a small fee to take it out to pay the guys who are moving the metal and you know, taking it out of allocation, but that's it. It's your product. At a time where there's shortages, it's more important than ever before to make sure that this product is essentially in your hands, and that's what we're doing at Guildhall. We provide you in-your-hand physical product. one silver online to guildhallwealth.com and guildhalldiamonds.com as well, Darren. We were mentioning earlier that the premiums are high and they could go higher. And a lot of clients will typically uh, have no qualms about buying into the market when the price is low because they know where the value is to be found. But those that are new to this, that are listening to the show today for the first time, or maybe haven't quite got to the point at which they're ready to commit to buying, think about something. If you're waiting for the premiums to go lower, what happens if the spot price rises? Now, I want to draw your attention to something, a point that's very, very important about this market, and that is the supply side of the situation. We talk about the mints having to ration or shortages developing in the supply chain and whatnot, but one thing that you have to be cognizant of is that when commodities as a whole sector are down, it puts pressure on the supply because about 70, 80% of what is coming out of the ground each year, especially for silver, is coming as a byproduct of other types of mining. When those types of other mining slow down and the prices for those companies fall way off like they have, and you get the mining sector in a lull like it's been, you get less mining. They curb their expenses, and that means that countries like Peru, Australia, Mexico, the United States, and even Canada have definitely seen large fall-offs in supply production right at the very moment when demand is going through the roof. Those two things don't make for lower prices. They make for higher prices. So we expect there to be a boom. How long will it take? By the end of this quarter, John, we could start to see this become a real problem, especially as we were saying earlier today, Jeremy, when this mainstream media gets a hold of this story, yeah. that's when mainstream investors start to do it. And I'll we tell have you, to talk about that when we get back. We've yeah, got to talk about back, mainstream media coming on board with precious metals. And we've got an article from Bloomberg that we'll touch base on when we come back. In the meantime, a couple things you should be made aware of. A Supreme Luxury event venue, that will be the place to check out the Natural Fancy Colored Diamond Seminar. It's going to be happening on the 24th of this month. That is a Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Vaughn, one 866 
274-9570. That is also the number that will get you involved. On Wednesday, November 4th, who hit the Quest Trade offices at Young and Finch for their second seminar on RSPs, TFSAs. We're talking about precious metals, using your room in those accounts to get precious medical, physical metal, and as well, I should mention RESP, uh, LIF, Lira, and RIF. It can also be used as well. And right now, if you, uh, well, you will receive one gram of gold and maple leaf coin for every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account. Websites, easy, really. Guildhallwealth.com, guildhalldiamonds.com, all over social media, including SoundCloud and iTunes. You can listen to other shows as well. We'll take a short break on The Real Money Show on Talk Radio, AM640. Real Money Show continues here on Talk Radio AM640. I'm going to throw some numbers at you, some dates. Natural Fancy Color Diamond Seminar happening Saturday, October 24th. Supreme Luxury Event Venue. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Vaughn, 1-866-274-9570. Same number to take advantage of the Quest Trade Seminar. Young and Finch is where their head office is. Now we're talking about silver and gold using your RRSP, TFSAs, uh, and other registered funds and plans as well. Wednesday, November 4th is the date for that. Information, didn't get it, getyourfreegold.ca to take advantage of this, receiving a one gram gold maple leaf coin for every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account. Just that simple. Guys, lots to get through here in this last segment. Let's talk about that RSP, shall we? Yeah, we were talking about being able to own actual physical precious metals, and that's what we're doing with the RSP as well. We're allowing Canadians to purchase physical precious metals get their serial numbers for the bars, have access to their bars to to personally go and audit their product, and at prices that you would pay for the same product outside the RSP. So we've made this economically viable for the client, competitive pricing, volume discounts, and right now for every $5,000 you invest in physical precious metals within your registered accounts like RSP, TFSA, et cetera, et cetera, you will get one gram of gold not in the TFSA, we'll, we'll, we'll ship that to you. And it's such a great way to protect your wealth and be able to protect your portfolio now within those registered accounts. Let's talk about media. You mentioned it, Darren. We did. And mm. what we were saying before the break was, John, the importance of understanding that this is still a well-kept secret. And we don't want it to be, of course, because we're in the business of helping people to get into the market. But up until this point, you only have about maybe at max throughout this bull market, three to 4% participating when the market peaks. So when we saw silver go to $49 an ounce, we could comfortably say around three to 4% of the globally managed asset base is exposed mm-hmm. to silver and gold, whether it's physical or paper, doesn't matter, but that's what you get. At this point, with the prices so low, in the lull that we've been in, you're getting less than 1%, maybe even a half a percent that are actually interested there. So when you get mainstream articles, that kind of pumps the mainstream investor towards finding out more in regards to silver and gold. So, Dar- Darren, sorry to interrupt, do you think it's 1%? Because India just surpassed the U.S. for importers of silver outside stock market investment, clearly there's more people investing than just 1% right now. Oh, there, there definitely is. But I mean, I would I would tend to say that, that uh, a portion that leans towards industrial demand for silver, which isn't measured in the globally managed asset base. So if we look at just pure investors, it's less than 1%, which right. is the exciting part. That's the part of the market which can make the market, you know, today, $15, $16, tomorrow, $50, $60. So we like that. And that's the herd mentality, which Paul talks about it at length. And here's an article from Bloomberg by Luzienne Javier uh, called Silver Lining for U.S. Economic Data as Metal Defies Meltdown. 
And they're talking basically in this article, which is on Bloomberg. Anybody can go and see it. We'll be happy to send it out if you send a request. Metal overperforms gold when sentiment turns positive and silver climbs above the 200-day average, erases all of its 2015 losses. So on the year, that is correct. If you're listening, you're watching, silver is now positive in the positive green territory again. And it's becoming the best bet among major commodities thanks to the continuance of disappointing U.S. economic data, which we've said on this show is going to continue. And it's going to continue at, you know, ad nausea. You're going to continue to see headlines say things are getting better, things are improving. Here in Canada, it's no exception. Today we said their housing starts were higher than expected in the month of September. And, uh, you know, the market was slightly more heated in the month of August than expected. Yet I'm not seeing people that are not speculating people that are first time home buyers, people that need a home, a roof over their head. I'm not seeing or hearing them jump into the market to be buying a new home, except for in the core areas where majority of people are speculating. So articles like this are very important. And that is true that silver climbed above its 200 day moving average on Tuesday for the first time in more than four months, a day after it erased all of the losses from this year and mounting speculation that the Federal Reserve will uh, put off tightening monetary policy this year continues. So higher rates, they crimp the appeal of precious metals in some cases because they don't pay interest or dividends, unlike bonds or equities. So this is an important moment and one that we could see prolonged over a period of time leading into the spring. And if we do see that, this could be yet another sign that we're going to get a peak in silver. And I don't think the Fed, I don't think the that the whole silver market is is pegged to what the Fed does with with interest rates, but certainly the fact that they seem unable to do it, and now you're getting commentators saying they've quote unquote missed their window. It seems that everyone is is calling the bluff. They're saying, you know, we, we all know uh, the story of the boy who cried wolf. You've cried too many times that you're going to raise rates. Now you're saying globally that that you have to watch the entire global markets to make that decision. So we know that the you know if you look at at experts in these markets and analysts in these markets they say that the Fed probably won't raise rates they'll probably uh, go into the next QE. So we see people buying precious metals for a lot more reasons than the question of of interest rates. It's more about de- declining currencies, the threat of inflation, geopolitical unrest when you see what's going on in Syria and the potential clashes between the US and Russia right now the this resurgence of, of a pseudo cold war then people get people get spooked and they want to know that and not to mention that the that the stock markets are are were at all-time highs they've come off a little bit we don't know if they're going to come off more so people want that safe haven they want that security they look around they say I don't understand how all these people can be driving BMWs and 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 buying condos for seven hundred thousand dollars and 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 houses worth over a million. It just doesn't logically make sense. So they are looking for ways to defend, and that's what precious metals does. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com or check out guildhalldiamonds.com as well. I'll give you details before the end of the show about a couple of seminars you can take advantage of too, Darren. Let's talk before we end the show today about a few of the strengths and weaknesses going forward so people can get an idea, a sense of what we're following and researching. And one of the side 
uh, plots that we follow is certainly the other precious metals. One is palladium, and it has been the best performing precious metals. It gained 5.26% uh, uh, for the week with continued follow through from the Volkswagen scandal, which has been a huge problem in the media. The gains are largely speculative, as it is not likely that uh, Europe or Volkswagen will abandon di- diesel vehicles as their main staple. Another strength is September's non-farm payrolls, which in the U.S. completely disappointed. They rose 142,000, which was nowhere near the consensus estimate of 201,000. There was also a decline in workweek data from 34.6 hours in August to 34.5 in September, which equates to an added 348,000 in job losses. Additionally, ratios from the household report in the U.S. showed that the job participation rate fell to its lowest level since October 1977, from 62.4% to 62.7%. And consequently, gold prices jumped 25 bucks in the first 15 minutes after the jobs report was released last Friday. So this was the onset of a move forward during this week. So we're watching that information and... Uh, of course, also watching the Chinese stock market this week has been a lot of news out there. Paul and I were talking about it just a little while ago. But in response to their country's stock market sell-off, Chinese investors may be returning to precious metals as a safe haven. Retail sales of gold and silver in China during August rose 17.4% year over year, representing about $3.9 billion in sales. So those are the strengths we see going into the next week. Here are a couple of the weaknesses. Platinum. It was one of the worst performing precious metals uh, this week as traders looked as though they were shorting platinum to go long palladium uh, where there might be a shift in demand. Gold has not made the same type of move as silver, although today as we're taping, gold moved up nicely. And I've seen some response in regards to uh, the buying side of things that give me some indication that going into next week, we'll probably see a pickup in that type of buying. And lastly, opportunities. Bullion coin sales data indicate impressive, hugely impressive figures. American Eagle Gold coin sales totaled nearly 400,000 ounces in the third quarter of 2015, compared to 127,000 ounces sold in the prior quarter. Additionally, government mints are witnessing, as we said earlier in the show, completely unprecedented demand for silver coins as a result of its price drop to a six-year low, and are even taking steps to ration, which we talked about, in the sales of silver bullion coins. It appears that someone other than Wall Street and Bay Street uh, think investors should add precious metals to their portfolio. And that's the opportunities we're talking about. So stay tuned to those. That's what we're watching. And of course, I don't know if you mentioned earlier in the show, Jeremy, I know I was a bit tardy today, but we're also watching that big auction on the 75 carat vivid yellow that's coming. Mm -hmm. That auction and the Blue Moon Diamond auction as Correct, well in November. Yes. So we've got some big diamonds going up for auction, and we're we're looking to see if the record-breaking record continues with with the uh, with natural fancy color diamonds. If you want to see a list of all of the diamonds that have broken records over the last five six years, we do have a report that will show you the type of gains that we've seen in colored diamonds. We're going to have that report at the seminar. So if you join us at the seminar, you'll get that report with 
the auction records over the last few years on those big diamonds. You mentioned the seminar, so that's how we'll close, Jeremy. Saturday, October 24th, the Natural Fancy Colored Diamond Seminar, Supreme Luxury Event Venue. That is up in Vaughan, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 1-866-274-9570. That number also applies on Wednesday, November 4th. This is the second seminar for RSP and TFSA. Going to be at the Quest Trade Office at Young and Finch. That is 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., all about silver and gold. And for every $5,000 in Invested in our RSP account, U.S. dollar, you will receive a one gram gold maple leaf coin as well. Also under that umbrella, RSP, TFSA, RESP, Lyft, Lira, and uh, and Riff as well. More information on the show overall, you'll want to call one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com, guildhalldiamonds.com, and to take advantage of that offer, get your free gold.ca. This has been the Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM six forty.